0: I remember so clearly the day a young lady, Wanda, in the choir, one of the sopranos, um, came to me and said, Pastor Cimbala, you gotta pray for this fella named Danny. I met him on my job. He is a time bomb, ready to just explode. It's an impossible situation, but we're praying, we're interceding. I've got some people praying with me. Would you join us because unless God performs a miracle, I can't even imagine what his end might be. I've been uh, doing hair and makeup uh, as a freelance hairdresser and makeup artist working in photo studios in New York and basically around the world for about 35 years. But in my very early 30s, I decided to move to Paris uh, because I wanted to be in the center of what was happening fashion-wise and within two months of being in Paris, I got my first cover of Vogue magazine. When that cover hit the newsstands, um, my career just exploded. Now I was charging $3,000 a day and uh, I was working every day. I had as much money as I wanted to spend on drugs. Suddenly it wasn't like pills and alcohol, now it was cocaine and then it started, then heroin came into the picture. One day I was on a photo shoot um, in New York City and uh, the model who was on this photo shoot was a very beautiful redhead and she began to talk to me about the lord god is in god loves you and this and i was like you know whatever she to me she was a religious fanatic and i really didn't have very much to say to her i just let her talk before she left she said um hey Dan, do you mind if i pray for you right in the studio she just took my hands and she began to pray out loud and I had never been around anybody praying out loud you know and I began looking around at people going like you know I just thought this girl's nuts before she walked out she said look you know you're in trouble she goes I know who you are I've seen your work in magazines for years and um, I know you work with all these famous celebrities but you're in big trouble and she said so I just want to let you know that the day you call on the name of the Lord, He's going to set you free. And I said, oh, really? You know, like that. And I went, like, you don't understand. Uh, I've gone way too far. (laughs) You know, and so she said, oh, no, no, there's no hopeless cases with Jesus. And I was like, okay, whatever. You know, but listen, I will never call on the name of the Lord. That won't happen. And I won't ever come to your church. One of my contracts uh, was for a clothing manufacturing company and uh, we were shooting down in the Caribbean and I overdosed on heroin. They sent me back a few days later to New York and they pulled my contract on a morals clause and I didn't care. All I wanted to do was shoot dope. So one day I, I pulled a garbage can between my legs and I just began to cut up everything that had my name on it anything, passports, driver's license. I put the keys on the table and I just walked out and closed the door behind me and I never went back. And I began to live on the streets. Day-to-day existence on the streets of New York was, um, you wake up, you're sick, you need drugs. I had gotten down to about 108 pounds. Um, I developed hepatitis A, hepatitis B, hepatitis C. Every once in a while, you know, living on the streets, I would I would uh, go to a payphone and I would call Wanda and I would say, look, I need some money, you know, and she would go, well, if you would come by the church today, we have choir practice tonight, you know, uh, I can give you 20 bucks or, you know, whatever. She never gave up on me. She never gave up on me. Um, she never gave up on me. I didn't know it, but she had a whole team of, like, you know, her friends out here all praying for me. And they would pray for me in prayer meetings, you know, where there's thousands of people there, you know, crying out to God. I mean, they would pray for me and pray for me. And, and, you know, what did I know? I didn't know everybody was praying for me. I started developing a lot of phobias on living on the street. I began to hear voices in my head. And it just began, it it was constantly accusing me and constantly telling me how I would mess up. And then there was like another voice that started in and I could hear them both at the same time. And the other voice would just curse and just spew out filthy language. You know, there was a third voice that used to just laugh and laugh and laugh and laugh and laugh. laugh. I was riding the trains and this, this guy, who was like a drug addict, who was also riding the train, said to me, you look like you're dying. And he said, there's a hospital at the next stop. You should go to the hospital, you know? And I went, oh yeah, maybe I will. Because I didn't want to die on the street. I went into emergency and uh, I, was, I was sick. I mean, I was really sick. I don't know if it's something I remembered that Wanda had said to me or whether like an angel whispered in my ear but there was like one moment where I just heard like a sweet little voice in the midst of all that craziness and it said the day you call on the name of the Lord He's going to set you free. It was just at that moment that uh, that I cried out to God that it, it was as if the Spirit of God just swept into that hospital room and it was as if he was all around me and all in me and healing me and loving me I, I don't even know what i was experiencing but it was it was an overwhelming experience and immediately all the voices in my head stopped it was just that quickly and um That's been 11 years ago, almost, and they've never come back. Well, Wanda came back into the picture when um, I was in the rehab. I wrote her a letter, and I told her what had happened. And and she wrote me back a letter. It just said, like, it had three big letters on it, W-O-W. I said, wow, (laughs) she she couldn't believe it. I'll tell you the thing that blows me away more than anything is that God goes so much further than we ever dare to ask him for. You know what I'm saying? Like when I called on the name of the Lord, I just wanted to get out of a jam. (laughs) and, And God says, no, no, I'll get you out of the jam, but I'm gonna give you a new life. Not only that, I'll go even further than that. I'll stand you up in front of all the world, in front of audiences of thousands and thousands of people so that others will know that they too can obtain mercy. You know, it's almost like a trophy, like you're his trophy that he wants to show off to the world and say, I can do this in somebody's life.